0: I'd like to invite you to take a journey with me to a brave new world of optimum health and vitality. and vitality. What you're about to see could change your life. So take this opportunity to be a part of a revolutionary development in nutritional science. It's been years in the
1: this long-form commercial went about as viral as it could back in the 1980s. William Shatner, the narrator, is most known for playing the role of James Kirk in Star Trek. Today, he's better known for being a bit of a homophobe, 92-year-old who picks fights over the word cis on Twitter. Like, seriously, if you tell him he's a cis white man, he'll say you're using slurs that harass him and you'll get blocked. It's kind of funny, but I digress. But in this commercial, he was selling Americans a vision of technology and science of nutrition. For several minutes, Captain Kirk tells viewers how bleak our beautiful blue jewel of a planet has become.
0: The air we breathe and the food we eat. Just living the average American lifestyle of the 80s poses unseen threats to our health and well-being. One out of every three families will be stricken with some form of cancer, whether it be lung cancer, breast cancer, or 120 other varieties.
1: He went on to list the cancers people die from, how many die from heart disease and strokes, and how pollution has become a real problem. And don't get me wrong, I do understand that pollution is a real issue, but listing off causes of death, are you implying that cancer didn't exist before technological advancements? That strokes are a new modern phenomena because of pesticides? I'm pretty sure people were dying a lot earlier in life hundreds of years ago, but hey, go off. What are we supposed to do about all this disease though?
0: nutritional science. United Sciences of America was born as a counter-revolution working toward better health for all Americans. Their mission is clear: to develop a complete nutritional program to protect us from the growing dangers. That are and while
1: I've never been a large. fan of MLMs or health commercials, I can see why this one in particular would appeal or hook its audience. Shatner does start by listing off real dangers that Americans are facing in the 1980s and ones that we unfortunately still deal with today en masse. Pollution, toxic waste, overconsumption of food that isn't even good for us, that is a real issue and it is worth talking about. He lists that off over eerie depressing music before presenting a solution over music that sounds like it came out of a Star Trek battle itself. United Sciences of America is the solution. Their it's products will help you lose weight, keep it off, and, and they taste rich. fantastic.
0: The third part of USA's Optimum Health Program is a fiber energy bar, another nutritional first. Also low in calories, it consists of cottonseed and surimi protein that's loaded with extra dietary fibers and complex carbohydrates. Major medical studies fiber have shown value. Brand brand are so uniquely formulated. formulated United Sciences of America has applied for both U.S. and international patents. Scientific board member Dr. Robert Morin of UCLA Medical School states, USA's program...
1: I'm pretty sure applying for patents is just a normal part of any business, but hey, okay. Shatner talked these products up to hell and back. And of course he would, it's what he was hired to do. But it's the scientific validity claims that greatly bother me here. In the marketing materials, we hear over and over again that they were made by PhD professionals, real nutrition experts, doctors, and the best of the best in their fields. It's repeated numerous times that this is the brainchild of over a dozen doctors, each one seemingly more knowledgeable than the last. But if they're so smart, then why are they here on multi-level Mondays? Why would they use a business model that's so corrupt to sell their products? Is it possible that these PhD professionals didn't know any better? Or are these products a sham? What happened? And how did an MLM with so much apparent validity and so many credentials fall completely apart? Well, that's what we're gonna find out on today's episode of Multi-Level Mondays.
2: This organization, its talent, its integrity, its plain, simple commitment to excellence is unsurpassed. In Let's
0: suppose you know five people who want vital health and financial freedom. Then, in turn, each know three people who seek the same. Your financial. <laughs> your financial. Each of these groups has called... and they don't have to be an. Anyone who uses this package properly will become
1: very Some
2: successful. Very successful.
1: To start things off, just a bit of a spoiler alert, United Sciences of America, or USA in abbreviation, was an MLM that started in 1986 and was defunct by 1987. Honestly, I rarely discuss such short-lived MLMs because for one, there's rarely enough information on them. And for two, they're typically an obvious cash grab without much substance to discuss whatsoever. But this MLM is an exception to both rules. And obviously their marketing did grab my eye first, That many professionals getting together to create a business of wellness products? It most certainly seemed like a very promising start, even if the business model is more than questionable. Plus, it's not as if these professionals are made up either. You know how some MLMs say they have doctors and scientists behind them, but then that doctor is just someone with a Facebook degree? Well, that's not actually the case here. Jerry Leonard, a former US Assistant Attorney General, was the company president. Jeffrey Fisher, a pathologist with a master's degree in immunology and the host of The Life Extension Program, a radio talk show, was the medical director and senior vice president. Lawrence Muno was the vice president for sports communications, and he was the counselor and agent of many prominent athletes. He'd even been the president of the Association of Representatives of Professional Athletes. USA even had an assistant professor at Harvard, a former reporter and the former president of the Sloan Kettering Institute for Cancer Research. These were Nobel Prize winners we're talking about. And those are just a few of the nine co-founders. And that's without even touching on the 14 scientific advisors the company boasted. okay, so they have all these really smart people, but did United Sciences of America actually know what it was doing? Did they stumble upon the crappiest 23 doctors in the country? Because it's possible that people with medical licenses make mistakes too. We've seen Dr. Oz do it anyway, but 23 of them? It turns out if you've ever been baffled by something, the answer is probably simple, money is involved. And same thing here, money is involved. USA's scientific advisory board was excited to quote, advance the cause of preventative medicine and the promise that more than $1 million a year in research funds would be made available to the scientific community. These prominent scientists are prominent for a reason, because they actually want to advance medicine. USA assured them that they wanted to do that too. Now, I do not want to imply that these doctors were bribed. I don't really think that's actually the case here. Instead, I think they were led to believe that this would be a collaborative effort towards bettering the medical community. As we can see with hindsight, this MLM was only interested in using them to look more legitimate. According to Quackwatch, when these doctors found out, they weren't exactly pleased either. Quote, between June and December, 1986, doctors Axelrod, Bronwald, Good, Henderson, Carmali, Leaf, and Shally resigned. Some were upset about USA's marketing practices, while others were concerned about unfavorable publicity the company was receiving. And many remaining doctors did stay in the hopes of advancing preventative medicine, and they did believe in some of the products, but they also received five-figure stipends and several received six-figure grants. Truthfully, I don't want to say that they weren't scientifically legitimate at all. That's not necessarily the case. But USA simply wasn't as medically sound as they were made out to be. And in Shatner's commercial, it seemed as if a bunch of fantastic medical professionals came together and decided they were going to make the best supplements known to man. But in actuality, it's more like a company, United Sciences of America, misled a ton of professionals about their role in the business. And this is just like a quick little tangent, just something to think about. When we think about MLMs, I know sometimes there's this stereotype that it's someone dumb or naive who falls for MLMs. And in reality, a lot of people who fall for MLMs are not that at all. They're smart people who are trying to make smart decisions for their lives and for their families' lives. And in this particular case, people who want to make smart decisions for the medical community and grant access to more funding to allow more research for more scientific and medical advances. I'm only throwing this little opinion tangent sidebar, I guess, in here to just say that MLMs can get anybody and that's what they're about. They're about marketing to get the highest dollar amount out of every single person. They do not care who you are, what your background is or what you're even about. This is about making as much money as they can off of you before you realize it's too late to take it back. And just to show you, even though these scientists were not being turned into consumers, they were tricked into working with this MLM. And it's just to show that this can happen to anybody. But anyway, let's get into what these products were, shall we? Because I've been talking about, you know, the backing of this and the people behind it, but what was it they were actually selling? What was the thing that everyone apparently believed in? Well, the four main products were a master formula of vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants. Formula Plus, a lipid concentrate with omega-3 fatty acids, the fiber energy bar and the calorie control formula. One month supply of the four products retailed for $135 and cost distributors $100. Now for a month supply, maybe that doesn't sound bad to me. That sounds kind of high, but unfortunately we need to remember that this is 1986. So in actuality, a month supply for the four products in today's money would be $376 and it would cost distributors $278. Not very affordable, right? That That's a lot of money for vitamins. And to some extent, maybe they're actually worth that price tag. Did products seem credible and did they work? Maybe, I don't know, but they're just truthfully not as useful as they claim. Unsurprisingly, the doctors and advisors said that the marketing was exaggerated. A total of 28 questionnaires were completed, 10 for the master formula, seven for formula plus, eight for the calorie control, and three for the fiber energy bar. Quote, All 28 advisors felt that USA's marketing materials contained claims for product ingredients that were false, unproven, and or premature. In most cases, the advisors felt that the product formulations were irrational and that it had not been established that long-term use is safe. Now, it's not as if all these products just didn't work, period, but the exaggeration is the problem here. Like with so many other supplement companies, nutrition companies, whatever they wanna call themselves, they might have some legitimacy, but when you treat vitamins as a potential cure-all, then yeah, the doctors have an absolute right to be missed. So let's dig a little bit deeper into some of those marketing claims. And hey, just as a reminder, if you want more content like this, bonus content, ad-free content, and more, make sure you check out the Patreon, patreon.com Illuminati. We have a wonderful little community and a private Discord server that is absolutely wholesome. And we have a bunch of really great tiers with some amazing perks. Make sure to check that out, patreon.com Illuminati.
0: USA's fourth formula is Formula Plus for people 30 and over. A unique blend of marine lipids, which are concentrated to provide a rich source of the biologically active...
1: Robert (laughs) Adler, the co-founder of IntelliCall, was seen as an intelligent man, one who revolutionized telecommunications for a variety of Fortune 500 companies. He, along with the rest of the corporate team of USA, were no idiots. But then why choose an MLM at all? Why not almost literally any other business model? Apparently, Dr. Adler was aware that MLMs had pitfalls and tried to avoid them, even trying to eliminate hyperbole and exaggerations in his tapes with good old Captain Kirk. And I do give him some credit for trying to not make USA as terrible as it could be, but it doesn't sound like he tried hard enough. After all, he still chose one of the absolute worst business models out there, and doctors still said that the marketing was way out of line, but the company kept plowing forward. While doctors were great for scientific claims, USA needed marketing people too. Prominent athletes like Joe Montana, Gary Carter, and others invited viewers to join USA's winning team and not only buy the products, but become distributors too.
0: ...to grow together. Let's suppose you know five people who want vital health and financial freedom. Then in turn, each know three people who seek the same. Your financial networking family is now 20 people. If those people each know two people, your financial networking family is now 50. Each of these levels is called a generation. And you don't have to be a mathematician to understand that the profits are potentially staggering because the growth is geometric.
1: And isn't that just a pyramid scheme? Like, can someone describe the difference between USA's explanation and Michael Scott's pyramid scheme from the office? Because it sounds pretty damn identical. In the American Council on Science and Health's report on the matter, USA is compared directly to Shackley, Amway, and Herbalife. And it's not as if any of those companies that tow the line between MLM and legitimate business are good either. I think they're classic, shady, legal pyramid schemes. Herbalife has to be one of the worst ones out there too. So to get that kind of comparison, embarrassing and shameful. Plus, despite USA supposedly valuing real medical advice, none of the distributors were required to have any nutrition or medical care. In a field like this, you would think it's important not to get anything wrong. Even a few words in the wrong order and out of place, and you could be giving someone potentially dangerous advice. But I guess United Sciences didn't actually care that much. And frankly, in my opinion, it proves to me that the health and well-being of their customers was not a priority. Yes, having a legitimate looking product was a priority, but they wanted to get it in front of as many people as possible. And it didn't seem like doing that in an ethical way was at the top of Adler's mind, at least in my opinion. This 37 page report also stated quote, "'Earnings could accrue both from retail sales and from sales by the people one sponsors. Every new retail customer represents an approximately 30% return on your product investment,' said the USA manual. Start one new customer a day for the next 12 months and your profit on retail sales will compound to a very handsome income. And again, I think this is very classic MLM language. Yes, sales are encouraged, but the way you actually make money is through recruitment. And I know it's been said that Adler took steps to avoid the pitfalls of pyramid schemes and stereotypical MLMs, but truthfully, I'm not seeing it. According to Stephen Barrett of Quackwatch, it seems that clarification in the medical community didn't work either because distributors firmly believed that the products they were selling had been designed and endorsed by the scientific advisory board. Out of the 20 active distributors interviewed, quote, most claimed that the products had made them more energetic and one was absolutely certain that the master formula removes the toxic pollution stored in your fat cells and that formula plus cleans the cholesterol from your veins. And here it is, once again, why I have such an intense dislike for health and wellness MLMs. The thing is, supplements are grossly unregulated as it is. Even in 2023, it is laughably terrible. But at least if you have a company making a bunch of false cure-all claims, they can be held accountable. Sure, it might take years and years with the FDA and our government being as slow as it is, but hopefully there can be some form of recourse. But with MLMs, good fucking luck because it's not the company making these claims, but the distributors, which throws a big wrench into all of it. If a customer says this energy drink cured my hypertension, we can laugh it off as someone being a bit ridiculous. But when a customer with a fancy distributor title says it presents themselves as an authority on the matter, that becomes a new problem. Thankfully, I'm not the only one that was pissed off by their marketing, their 25 minute long commercial and the claims made by their distributors. Dr. Frederick Stare, Emeritus Professor of Nutrition at Harvard, told Good Housekeeping in 1986 that USA was, quote, peddling unnecessary supplements and calling it a breakthrough. Dr. Stare's arguments against Dr. Fisher, an advocate for the company, was pretty damning. I couldn't find the exact clip, but here's a little bit of a back and forth based on quotations.
2: Stare, as long as Dr. Fisher uses the word may be able to help us, maybe they will. My point is there isn't any evidence yet that these products Fisher. That's ridiculous. There's tremendous amount of evidence. Not from your products. There isn't a single report in the medical literature where your products have been used and shown. The ingredients in the products have been tested tremendously. Oh yes, but you have these same ingredients in food. Why spend $135 a month per person, Fisher? Not at those levels.
1: After Dr. Fisher said that fish oils may exert a protective effect on the cardiovascular system, Nightline's host Ted Koppel zeroed in.
2: There again is that wonderful word may. As a former diplomatic correspondent, I too listen carefully to words. May isn't really worth 135 bucks a month, is it? Well, I think it is when you apply risk versus benefit. These things will almost definitely, will be stronger, almost definitely have a tremendous positive effect. Almost definitely doesn't mean a thing. It's either definitely or it's not. You're quite right, Mr. Koppel. It doesn't mean a damn thing. All right, definitely. I will say, definitely they do. Definitely. Yes, as sure as we can be at the present time. What does that mean, Dr. Stair? It doesn't mean a thing.
1: The fallout from this was pretty swift and immediate. You were seeing two medical professionals argue, and it was pretty clear that one knew what they were talking about, and the other, well, not so much. Quackwatch called it a devastating exposure writing quote, on October 28, 1986 NBC TV broadcast a devastating expose in which Dr. Leaf denied endorsing USA's products. Dr. George Bray, a prominent nutritionist said he had suffered a near fatal anaphylactic reaction to the fiber energy bar. A Texas dietitian reported that USA products had made her quite ill. And the program's narrator, Connie Chung said that USA was being investigated by the Texas attorney general and the US Food and Drug Administration. Now that last part wasn't apparently quite true as the attorney general had decided to investigate but hadn't actually started doing so yet. Still, the TV program spurred an investigation on. Just as all these doctors were what USA built up so high, they also were the company's downfall. It's kind of poetic in a way how United Sciences counted on their credentials and then suffered for it. This was the real damage though, the mistrust created in the scientific community. I'm not about to say that all scientists are scumbags that you know are in it for the money, that simply isn't true. But there is a real risk and real vulnerability that scientists and doctors need to be aware of when they sign on to something. No matter the promises to advance technology and no matter the amount of money for research grants, One of the most valuable things that a medical professional can give is an endorsement, at least for a business such as this, I'd say. It seems like too many of these doctors gave an endorsement or joined the board simply because of how USA presented themselves. With a snazzy name like United Sciences of America and a promise to advance preventative medicine, I can't blame someone for being excited for the opportunity. But like, come on, man, you're literally a researcher. The average citizens count on your opinions. You have to be careful who you align yourself with. And so once again, once the dust began settling and more articles were released, such as science.org story in November, 1986, the science community admitted their fault too. Or at the very least, they admitted they really shouldn't have supported USA so quickly. Alexander Leaf from Harvard said that he had been taken in by the company and that he never endorsed the products. This science.org article also called it one of the biggest current health scams, which I'm not going to lie, makes me a bit jealous because yes, sure, this was a massive health scam and I do not want to diminish that. But in the year of 2023, we've had so many bigger ones. Seriously, if COVID misinformation counts as a health scam, which I think it absolutely should be, then our most recent ones are what, more than 10 times as big, 100 times as impactful? Anyway, for the time being, This one was that huge of a problem. And perhaps because of that, the FDA was able to step in. All at once, the company started floundering and it showed no signs of stopping. And before we take a moment to take a look at the giant fireball that became United Sciences of America, let's take a quick moment to thank today's sponsors. From the gas pump to the grocery store, your utility bills and favorite streaming services, inflation is quite literally everywhere. I wish it would stop, but it, Why would it? Greed is everywhere, right? Thankfully, there is one company out there that is giving you a much needed break, and it's Mint Mobile. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you order from home and save a ton, with phone plans starting at just 15 bucks a month. And at this point, you guys know I've used Mint Mobile for, I think, over two years, or maybe we're going on three years at this point. It's been a long time, and I've absolutely loved it. It's been so easy. I always know what the bill is gonna be. There's literally no surprises. They haven't raised their phone plans in like the two, three years I've been using them. It's so easy. And when I do have a problem, calling customer service is also quite a snap. So for people looking for extra savings this year, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. And by going online only and eliminating the traditional costs of retail, Mint Mobile gets to pass on those savings to you. All plans will come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number with all your existing contacts, or you can do what I did, switch your phone, switch your phone number, get a whole new thing, and don't tell everybody your new phone number either. So to get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, make sure you go to mintmobile.com slash MLM. Again, that's mintmobile.com slash MLM. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash MLM. Are you missing the syrup for your pancakes? Maybe you just ran out of your favorite coffee creamer? Well, with a DoorDash grocery delivery, you can get what you want right when you need it. Do you love the convenience of getting things delivered right to your door, especially if you have a busy day in front of yourself? Well, DoorDash is here to help and to help you stock up for the week or just last minute cravings conveniently. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. And you'll get exactly what you ordered or DoorDash will make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries, just like you picked them yourself. And with easy substitutions right in the app and best in class customer support, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. Can't find that exact thing you need? Well, now you can put in that substitute and make it so. And you can get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code multilevel at checkout. It's a limited time offer and terms apply. Again, that's 50% off up to $20 with no minimum subtotal and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the app store and enter code multilevel. Don't forget that's code multilevel for 50% off your first order with DoorDash.
0: ...as an expert by programs program such as 60 Minutes.
1: Mark Albion teaches at the Harvard Business School. He's written extensively on advertising and its effects.
0: I've been at Harvard for nearly
2: 15 years. During that time, I've consulted for many Fortune 500 companies, including AT&T, Coca-Cola, Nabisco, and IBM. United Sciences didn't actually last long at all. After that
1: that NBC broadcasting segment, the FDA sent a regulatory letter to the company ordering them to stop implying their products treat or prevent diseases. Since it was USA making those claims itself, the FDA could actually step in and tell them to shut up instead of telling the company to keep an eye out for their distributors. Barely a month after this, in January, 1987, USA petitioned for bankruptcy. One week later, the attorney generals of Texas, New York and California deemed that the sales plan was an illegal pyramid scheme, finally. I mean, USA itself couldn't have spelled it out any more clearly in that 25 minute long commercial. If they aren't considered a pyramid scheme, I don't really know what would be because they pretty much define that to a T. Eventually the company was sold and new management liquidated it. By the end of 1997, Adler and several other USA officials agreed to pay a total of $35,000 to the three states they wronged and backed off. And that's fantastic, all's well that ends well. This was the first multi-state attorney general action case against an MLM health scheme, and I'm glad it went successfully. Defending against one state in court may be possible, but against three, it's a lot harder. And good, because if anyone deserves to be ganged up on, it's a pyramid scheme that exploits people. The 1995 report done by the American Council on Science and Health, more questionable details were revealed in it. Quote, USA's clinical advisory board was described on company letterheads as a group of America's most distinguished physicians specializing in a preventative approach to medicine. Actually, any physician could join the board by completing a simple application. Many of its members were recruited by soliciting subscribers to the Townsend Letter for Doctors, a newsletter for holistic doctors. And that's good to know that this whole best of the best doctor bit was also not really true either. Sure, USA may have only presented those that they knew would be popular or, you know, seen as valid, but apparently they solicited doctors from literally anywhere. Some doctors allegedly earned commissions by calling a toll free number, effectively making them a kind of distributor for the company. And don't get me wrong, pharmaceutical companies pull that all the time. I'm not saying that doctors are never bought and USA was the first to do it, but the way they operated behind closed doors is still shady as hell. Allegedly 500 doctors signed up to be affiliated with USA, despite the advertising getting more and more outlandish. The company had promised six figure sales in nine to 10 months. They said that 20% of new millionaires made their money from MLMs. They implied their company may help with diabetes, imbalance and cancer. Like, oh my God, thank God they went defunct, honestly. Up until now, in the 1980s articles that I was looking through, there hadn't even been much testimony or evidence for the more outlandish claims. But seeing them all listed out in this lengthy document, I'm just surprised they weren't caught sooner. And in my opinion, USA did so much wrong that any good intent that Adler and his staff may have had just flies out the window. For one, they didn't really test their products to begin with. Any claims that they did make were inflated. Two, their giant infomercial used fear-mongering in how Shatner droned on and on about the failing state of our world only to present USA as some picture-perfect solution. Three, if Adler actually wanted to avoid MLM pitfalls, he did the exact opposite and created a pyramid scheme so classically illegal that he actually was called out on it. I think that's saying something when so many MLMs run free and clear in this country. But here's kind of a question that I'm sure we really haven't put much thought into yet. What happened to all of those distributors? After all, this wasn't a small company by any means. Toward the end, they supposedly had 140,000 distributors. And in the first six months of operating, they grossed over $27 million. This could have been one of the fastest growing MLMs out there. And they certainly seemed well on their way to becoming that. Instead, it seemed like their own hubris got in the way and caused their downfall. And truthfully, and unfortunately, I'm not sure with what happened to all of the distributors. It doesn't seem possible that any of them could have become millionaires or anything through this business considering how short-lived it was. If I had to guess, I'd assume that a few people at the top made some decent money for a few months, then the company floundered and they, you know, jumped ship perhaps to the next MLM. And that's the other thing that I don't really get about these MLMs if I'm being totally honest here. I know that many distributors will be a part of multiple MLMs or just kind of hop from one to the other, to the other, hoping to strike gold. In the time it took to do all of that, couldn't you have found a remote job or just a regular job with 1980s wise, I guess, invested in developing a remote skill instead of buying a distributor package? These things weren't cheap either, by the way, they were almost $300 worth in 1986. And while inflation is stupidly ridiculous now, there are still useful free online guides out there that'll, you know, guaranteed be more beneficial than joining a downline. Of course, that's just my opinion. I suppose the real benefit of United Sciences of America being so short-lived is the fact that they weren't able to, you know, get a hold of that many people, put their claws in them and hurt a lot of people. But with all of that being said, that is where we're ending today's episode of Multi-Level Mondays. I hope you enjoyed it, learned something new. If you did, let me know. And as always, I'll see you in the next one. Bye.
0: Let's suppose you know five people who want vital health and financial freedom. Then, in turn, each know three people who seek the same. Your financial networking family is now 50. Each of these levels is called a generation. And you don't have to be a mathematician to understand that the profits are potentially staggering three people because the growth is geometric.